Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saltalamacchia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Let's talk some Braves. Let's talk some MLB. It's, uh, it's been a minute, Mike. Uh, we got a lot going on, but we keep talking to each other, and we told Chris, our executive producer, we were like, we got to get Rob Bradford on Odyssey MLB Insider. Uh, Rob, let me ask you this uh, before we get into the, you know any of this other stuff uh, with Shohei Otani and some of the other guys that are available. Um, the Braves, which is our concern, and I want to start there first, we feel like, and I know we didn't hit, okay? We didn't hit in the playoffs, and that's why we got exited. You know, we got beat. But we still feel like, from a, a starting pitching standpoint, that this staff needs to be enhanced. But yet I'm seeing guys like Nola, right, gone, off the market. Um, and apparently there was interest there. Um, Sonny Gray, gone. And you start to say, okay, wait a minute. I know there's still some guys out there, but do you feel like the Braves are looking to enhance their starting pitching rotation? Yes. I mean, man, I thought Sonny Gray was going to go there. I, I'm like, uh, that seems like a logical fit. But obviously we didn't know how much he wanted to play in St. Louis. But here's the name. Here's the guy. And I'm totally with you. I am totally with you. My guy is Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease is, and I know that you're talking about a guy who is like a four-something ERA last right. year um, after having, I think he finished second in the Cy Young a year before. But, you know, this. I think this guy is, is someone who's going to cost you something. I mean, this is, when you talk about the trade deadline, every team is trying to, or a lot of teams are trying to get him. And the asking price was absolutely ridiculous. But now it might be a little bit more palatable. Mm-hmm. And I just think this is a guy, if you want to talk about a guy who's going to post, who a guy is a student of the game, a guy who is actually going to evolve a little bit, I think that's the guy. Now, you know, there's other guys out there. You know, Jordan Montgomery, sure. You know, number three, absolutely. If you have a good defense behind him, absolutely. If you want to get in the Yamamoto sweepstakes, Fine. Good luck with that. But, you know, I think that it's, uh, you know, from what you hear about Atlanta and Dylan Cease, I just love that fit. 
Right. Now, could the, could the Dodgers, as usual, come with too much stuff that we can't match? Because there's a lot of trades where, like, Vaughn Grissom and Smith Shaver go, and a lot of Braves. Like, you understand? Real quick, you got to know the facts down here, brother. Rob, we got some Braves fans who don't want to part with anybody. They're still upset we left uh, Pache go. I mean, you got to uh, give to get, and Cease is worth it, man. This guy's uh, worth it. Yeah, you know, and here's the thing is that I, I had just did a podcast on baseball's and boring podcast with, uh, with, um, um, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm drawing a blank now. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so we just did a podcast on the Baseballs and Boring pod- podcast with with Dayton Moore. Dayton okay. Moore, the former GM of right. Kansas City Royals, yep. now with the Rangers. Yep. And and I said to him, JP Ricciardi is on the GM, former GM of the Blue Jays, and he said when I he used to work with Billy Bean, he said, focus on who you're getting and not who you're giving up so much. Sure, you can't, right. you don't want to just give up guys. But focus on who you're getting. Thank you. And Dayton, Dayton Moore on the podcast was so awesome when it came to describing what Chris Young did at the deadline, where he got everybody in that room, and he said, all right, everybody, do we think that we're gonna, we have a chance to win the World Series? Because if we do, then these names that we all think are going to be really good baseball players, all these prospects, we're going to have to give them up. That's the price of doing business. And I think that a lot of GMs get so paralyzed. And I don't think Anthopolis is one of them, but I think a lot of GMs get so paralyzed these days about what might be instead of just doing what JP said, which is, Focus on what you're getting. Yeah, right. it's what the smart ones Especially do. Especially in our window right now, Carl. This is our time. Yeah, this is what uh, – and Alex has done a great job with, with you know, negotiating the right players. Uh, the, the, what we did in 21 with the World Series, it, it'll never be repeated. To go get, you know, right. five or six guys and they all fit, yeah. uh, it won't. Rob Bradford, our guest, guys, Odyssey MLB Insider. We're talking about hot stove and where the Braves might go. So tell me this, because here's my issue, and I've been having this conversation with baseball folks Shohei Otani is the number Mm. one free agent on the marketplace. We know that. But Mm -hmm. there's no guarantee, Rob, as to how long he's going to pitch, even when he comes Mm -hmm. back. So you're going to pay him for two jobs, which is, of course, hitting and pitching. But yet, what what if happens in two and a half, three years, he's like, you know what, the arm's not what it used to be. I can't pitch anymore. He just is a DH. And you're paid him, you know, $450, $500 million. What's the market? What is it really for Shohei Otani? So – so I would classify Otani this way. He's a three-tool player. He hits, he pitches, and he makes your team and your organization so much money, it's crazy. There is, and, and when you look at, because you have to factor that in. And I, I, I wouldn't say that about a lot of guys. I wouldn't. I mean, Mike Trout, I wouldn't say that about. Right. It's like Mike Trout isn't a guy who's going to make your organization and your business a ton of money. But Otani is a guy who, when you talk about the contract that you give him, you have to factor that in. Now, does that make up for the scenario that you said where mm-hmm. he wouldn't pitch? No, it doesn't. But I do think this still keeps him over $500 million. I do. With the hitting, with the prospect of pitching after this year, yep. and then you factor in the, the business side of it, which there has been no player in the history of baseball who has been impactful in the business side like Otani is. Right. 
And as we said, you know, the, the, the vibe, Rob, is we got one through nine pretty much locked up. Left field, okay, they can figure that one out. But they've got all these young – the young core is here from Acuna to, you know, to Money Harris. Everybody is here. You know, Austin Riley, Olsen. We got all the pieces. And I know that, as Carl said start the interview, we, we've been going basically zero at the plate the last two D, uh, NLDSs. But we've also gone in the postseason on a wing and a prayer with the pitching. Mm. So that's why I think mm. – I'm, and I'm with you. The bat in that lineup – it's just so unbraves. The Braves just don't spend the money like that. They just never have. They're not, not going to. No. And by the way, you don't think they're going to give free to contract, right? No, no. I mean, and, and listen, I mean, this, this we all know. This is no secret. You guys know this better than anyone, and people in baseball know this. Is that when you mention the Atlanta Braves, everyone's like, "How do they get all these guys to sign the extensions?" Right. <laughs> this is this is it. But this is how you you get past maybe sign, paying a little bit more. But you had mentioned something about Alex Anthopoulos about the window, and it made me think back to when Alex was with the Blue Jays. And I remember I was talking to him one time, and it was, you had Edwin Encarnacion and, and Jose Batista. And I loved how honest he was back then. He said, listen, we have these guys. This is our window. This is our window. And so I am going to do whatever I can. And they made some short-term deals and some short-term trades because that was their window. Now, I think with the Braves, the window is because you've signed all these extensions a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. It's, I think really with the Braves, it comes back to how do, you, how do you figure this thing out where when you get to the postseason, you are able to f- cover whatever might, what might ail you. And I do believe what you said is true, which is, you know, hitting – as long as you have some foundational hitters, which they do, mm-hmm. you'll be okay usually. But really what you can't go to the postseason is in what the Dodgers, what happened to the Dodgers. All of a sudden you're, you're throwing Kershaw for an inning and hoping that you, right. you have bullpen games. You can't do that. So if you want to cover all your bases as much as they can, which the Braves have done a better job than most, I do think that you have to prioritize pitching. What do you think about the Severino, uh, Severino, move? Severino, yeah. Severino excuse me, uh, move to the Mets? It's, it's, it's the cost of doing business. In terms of the money, I mean, you're talking about, what, $12, $13 million mm-hmm. for a guy who who really didn't do anything last year. You're paying for a lot of past performance. You're paying for what you think he might be able to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that it, it, it's it's for the Mets, okay. You know, it, when, when we talk about the Mets, we can't say, oh, they overpaid. Well, they overpay for everybody. That's, <laughs> that's, that's how it works, yeah. right? I mean, that's Metsy. it is what it is. Being Metsy. And, and if you – if and, and it comes back to, guys, I mean, it comes back to me, what, what I said before, which is let's focus on who you like. Right. Like, who, who do you like? You know what Dave Dombrowski does? He says, I like that guy, so I'm going to pay more than everybody else for that guy. That's usually how it works. And I think that that is such an undervalued part of this. So when the Mets look at this and David Stearns looks at this and says, I like this guy. He didn't have a good year, but I like him. I'm willing to pay a little bit more. Then fine. Then go get him, and maybe it works out. And if it doesn't, you know, in the world of the Mets, who cares? <laughs> it's our Odyssey MLB insider Rob Bradford with us, guys, on the WaitFor.com hotline. Bringing it back to the Bravos. Uh, we made a deal for uh, Aaron Bummer. And I guess, you know, if Matzik comes back and, you know, can be healthy, then the bullpen's looking okay, I suppose. So y- you think the pan will be okay? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I like that deal. I mm-hmm. like that deal a lot. And, and you look at what the White – because I think they took advantage of where the White Sox were. Where the White Sox are, they know they basically have to turn that organization inside out. 
And they know that they have to get as many new players as possible, which is what they did. They liked Soraka, you know, and, and they like these other guys that they got in that deal. I'm talking to Brian Bannister, who's now with the White Sox uh, as their pitching guy. He's like, yeah, you know, we like these guys, and we knew that we were probably going to have to trade a bummer to get not necessarily, no doubt about it, quality, but somewhat of quantity. Whereas the Braves, this is what we're talking about here, right? Is that you see a guy, you feel like this, we're winning now. We feel like we're going to win with this. This guy is going to fit perfectly in this puzzle. Then, then you do what you have to, even if it costs four players. I love, I love the trade mm-hmm. where you get the one guy and you give up the four because there's too many of these GMs who are going into it saying, you know, I'm going to get four guys back because I'm going to cover myself. And then one of them, ha- one and a half of them are major leaguers and they're not <laughs> as good as the one guy you've got. Right. So uh, it's, so I like, I really like those trades, particularly when you're a team like the Braves and you need a specific thing. I think some Braves fans are freaked out that they traded Kyle Wright. But I mean, I just felt that like our windows now, and I know he was a 20 game winner, but you're not, what's the point of having a guy on this team who's not going to be pitching next year? Yeah, well, you know, listen, I'm up here in Boston, and I don't the basketball the basketball equivalent. I always say of this: when they traded for when the Celtics traded for Kevin Garnett, everyone said, "How could you give up Al Jefferson?" You know, <laughs> and and uh, now I know I'm dating myself, but you get my gist. I right, mean, it's yeah. like yeah, it, it's it's when you know that you need the piece, and I'm not and and <laughs> that's not you know Bradford Colin compares the, Kevin Garnett to Aaron Bummer. No, that's not what I'm doing. <laughs> But but still, the fact is that if you you know you need the piece, then go get the piece, whatever it takes, and 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 it's the win now thing. It it really is, and and I'll go, I'll come back to the conversation I had with Dayton Moore in today's podcast, which is he was with the Atlanta Braves. He was with the Atlanta Braves, and and he basically said we had Adam Wainwright. He said we had Adam Wainwright. The guy, all he wanted to be was a Brave. He idolized the Brave. But we know, Cherholtz knew that we needed to win now. We wanted to go for it. So we traded for J.D. Drew, even though we knew that he wasn't going to sign. We knew we were going to have him for that one year. Right. And we told Wainwright, and Wainwright was upset. And went, oh, and, but you know what? A few years later, Wainwright understood. Wainwright understood the deal. And that's the, that's the price of doing business. And, and so I think that you just have to accept that some down, down the road, those guys are going to be good. It's okay. But you know what's good? Winning World Series. Right. Yeah, it's a great point. Rob Bradford, great job. Odyssey, MLB Insider. We appreciate you jumping on with us. Talking a little hot stove with us. Uh, we haven't done anything yet, but maybe right. it will happen here in the next few weeks. So we'll see, Rob. But he's, he's in on Dylan C. He's well, got to pull that trigger. It's, it's a good uh, – it's like, a good. Yeah, it's a good yeah. deal. Um, I don't know what we're going to give up, but I, you got to do it now, and I'm with him on that. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field, and then I, uh, I look over at my dad, and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.